0: Today's episode on the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast and the Women's Leaders Fitness Business Podcast was recorded in front of a live audience at Ignite Fitness Business Events in Melbourne on February the 21st. It was then recreated as audio so that you can sit down, listen to it as a podcast, take notes and implement them into your business. Today is Olivia Milne from KeepMe.ai. Um, to kind of solve this issue, it was actually found in the gaming industry. Now again, the gaming industry for decades have taken these physical processes and um, grouped them together. Now when they're on their own, they're not actually that valuable. But when they're grouped together, uh, it provides our data scientists with the financial viability to build their models. So they now have storage sets and they now have the processing requirements. And over the next 10 years, our data scientists develop their methodologies uh, and models which takes us to the current day. What was not even contemplated 20 years ago is now very much an option. Uh, as organisations, such as Keep Me um, is now developing the power of predictions in organisations of all sizes. The great thing about this is that it requires um, that it secures sufficiency, it secures certainty, and the increased opportunity of AI is now given into the hands of all institutions. So I want to talk today a bit about some actual examples of where we can use AI in the short term. Of course, I will come on to the future, but let's look at where we can actually uh, apply our industries today. A key area that keep me set out to solve was retention. Um, the reason we kind of started with retention is we feel, when we speak to people in this room, and the industry as a whole, that it's the area that people just don't have a handle on. Uh, and if this room true to you guys, don't be too alarmed. Uh, the conversations that we've been having, practically the hundreds of conversations we've been having, would suggest that you guys are not alone. So, when we initially set out to solve the issue of retention, we wanted to ensure that we could do so Basic data set. Now when I talk about basic data set, essentially what I mean is a data set that we define in your member management system. So points such as member gender, member um, age, attendance data, that kind of thing. And what we wanted to do was marry our own operator experience with statistical modelling. And in doing so, we did pretty well. We managed to achieve about a 65 to 70% accuracy rate. Of course, this is considerably higher than what we can do as humans on our own, especially when we in a scale of 5,000 members, 10,000 members, hundreds of thousands of members, so it was still pretty accurate. But, when we took out our own expertise as operators, and we removed the emotion from it, the bias, and any influence over the data, we were able to achieve 90%, which is a considerable difference. Now, that is not me telling you with a 90% degree of accuracy that I can tell you which your members are going to be next month, that is me telling you with 90% degree of accuracy which of your members are going to leave you in eight months' time or ten months' time or next year. This is a huge impact for our industry and we would suggest a real game changer. So let's say I uh, Olivia, signed up for a gym in January, and it's now February the twenty first. And I'm attending quite frequently, I'm pretty happy, I'm pretty engaged. Keep me um, I could suggest you as the operator that there's a chance that I'm not going to renew my membership. If you came and said to me, Olivia, you're not going to renew and december, I think you would lost your mind. Because let's be honest, no one that should sign up for a year membership is going to admit that they're not going to be there in ten years' time in ten months' time. But keep me sees things that humans don't, and as humans we will have the ability to kill ourselves. Keep me works off a of pure prediction. It doesn't work off of emotion or influence or bias. Always trust the data. Always trust the model. So, this is how we do it. Now, I'm not gonna get heavy on this one. Um, this is not gonna have you having flashbacks to your year 11 maths class, don't worry. Um, but we do feel here at Speaking me that it is our responsibility to explain to you how AI works, especially, as I said, as it's becoming an increasing part of our everyday lives. So, how do we get these prediction models to work so accurately? Well, first of all, as I said, we take your member data. So this is pretty much anything found in your member management system, um, gender, age, attendance data, and we also can pull data from other sources, so say, for example, uh, your NPS responses or any email marketing campaign's data. And the beauty of Kiki is that it will tell you if it's actually relevant or not. So, once we have this data, the next thing we work with are these decision trees, which are behind me. Uh, we essentially take a basic data set and then we branch off to yes and no, and then it forms an inevitable outcome. In the Found Forest Method, we basically build hundreds and hundreds of these trees. So, we have every individual. Basic data set and build every single possible combination of that outcome. The way that we do it is we take um, all of your data and we use the first 80% of your historical data to build the model and then we take the remaining 20% to test it. So we always can ensure that the model is 100% accurate before it sees the light of day. The staggering thing with this is that from just a basic data set you find in your member management system of about 25 points, we can produce over 33. Million decision trees, um, which obviously is, is a lot. Um, but when they're used individually, they're not actually that useful. But when we combine them, we can produce highly accurate insights. Now, the and me would think this is the most exciting. But um, the interesting thing about this is that as our market is constantly evolving, we need a platform that's going to keep up with you. And the great thing about KeepMe is that it's constantly refreshing every single second, of every single day, as it's exposed to more data and therefore more potential outcomes. And I must stress, also, when I speak about um, the model, this isn't a one-size-fits-all model. Um, if you're a five-club operator, each of your clubs would have a different model. Uh, each one is built completely uniquely and drills all the way down to the individual member level um, as we work out every single outcome for that member. So, these are our decision <laughs> trees. So, what can we do with these individual scores? So, Kiki essentially scores every single member based on the prediction of risk of the league Prediction of the risk of them leaving at the next opportunity, not um, the risk of them leaving um, when their memberships are up. And this is really important. When we score each individual separately, it um, enables us to start asking questions like, for example, which of our group classes are driving better retention? Or, say, I'm a five state operator, why is one of my sites achieving an 83% keeper score and then one only a 56 When we're armed with this information, it allows us to. Tailor our engagements so that we can speak to members in a way that is highly accurate and will probably improve the outcome for both. Now these communications can be something as simple as an email or an SMS or an automated call list, so keep can ensure you're having those calls. Now I'm sure you guys are already having those calls, but with Me you can secure and be confident in the knowledge that they will be successful ones. So, let's take an example of retention. As I said, we set out initially to secure the issue of retention. Uh, But what is the actual probability that we can improve this? Well, if I could tell you which members are going to leave, and in a time frame that would allow you to do something about it, surely you'd be able to help us. Especially if you have the tools within a platform that would enable you to automate a lot of the efforts you're already doing, so those communications I mentioned earlier, and those engagements, which are needed to retain that member. At the very, very least, we know that this approach is going a better impact than the generic sort of 12 week user journeys we see um, that sent out to every single member in a one size fits all model. So um, let's move away from retention and let's move towards a different metric. Let's talk about uh, referrals. We know the cost of acquisition for new members is going up month on month, especially when we look at, for example, social ads and the cost of social spend in general. Uh, it makes sense for us to look at our existing member base of um, in terms of how we can drive new business. Of course, I'm talking about. So let's take uh, NPS for example. We all know today what an NPS is, uh, but it is a short survey that we send members which asks us to ask them to rank us on a scale of 0 to 10. So let's look um, at 0 to 6. Now that means they're not really happy, something is probably going wrong here, and they're very unlikely to refer us to a friend or family member. On the other hand, if they score us a 9 to 10, for example, Uh, That means they're really happy with what we're doing and basically telling us that they are a prime candidate for referrals. We've actually had a client that's seen a 21% increase in their referrals since starting with Kiwi. Because we know that when we focus on retention, naturally other metrics in our business improve, such as revenue, and in this case, referrals. So let's take an example of an operator we had. They send out 100,000 MPSs every single year. And they get about a response rate of 35%, which is incredibly impressive. So that's like 30,000 to 3,500 responses every single year. Um, When we look at that engagement membership, that is great, but they get kind of some mixed responses back. But they are getting a lot of 9 and 10s. And as I said, what these 9s and 10s are telling us is that they are prime candidates for referral. Now, I'm sure you guys are already using this and your MPSs in this way, but Keep allows you a new level of accuracy. So say for example, your 9 or 10 comes back, but they actually referred someone last month. It's very unlikely they're going to have a referral again this month, but they're still super engaged to our club and we still want to engage them in a positive way. So you can send them um, a PT offer, for example. Also, we always talk about the positive, but what about the negatives in the situation? What happens when someone scores ask three? There is nothing more annoying in any industry when we submit a loan for submitting Yes. Uh, survey and we get a referral or renewal offer in response. It's just really irritating and they're not going to refer someone or renew us. So it allows you to turn that engagement into a positive one. So instead of sending out a generic referral offer, we could send that's something that looks a bit like this. Uh, hi guys, uh, we're really sorry that you scored us a low scoring MPS score and we're really sorry you had a bad experience with us last month. Um, of course it's completely unacceptable, there was no towels and female changing rooms, so this won't happen again. As a story from us to you, uh, here's a code for a protein bar. Keep me allowed to seamlessly transfer a negative piece of feedback into a positive experience, which is always going to help with your retention. What I do want to stress here, in terms of NPS as well, is that NPS is not actually a retention tool. Um, NPS is very much a customer feedback tool, which is great. We can use that to increase revenue, and I will come on to that. But it is very much a tool um, that is used for customer engagement. There's actually no statistical evidence that suggests that retention and MPS is linked. In fact, all we know is that we are four times more likely to uh, keep a price that preferred even a low-scoring MPS than one that didn't respond at all. So, uh, we've spoken about retention and we've spoken about referral, but what about overall revenue? How can we use artificial intelligence to improve those secondary revenue points that we know are really important? So let's say um, I am a club and I've had a pretty good start to 2020, I've signed up 500 new members in my club and my marketing team comes to me and they want to push personal training for example. So this makes sense. Um, and what we're going to do is just send out a generic one-size-fits-all email to every single one of our members and hope that someone sucks. No. With AI you can take a completely refreshed approach to this, one that is tailored and one that is targeted. Now we have um, an operator we know, operating at a 30% increase in their second stream revenue through following this exact approach. So what is the approach? Well firstly, um, we only speak to people that actually want our offer. So we can manage to send content to people that are actually going to engage them, so activating um, our active members and improving our customer engagement without waking anyone that we don't want to wake up. Uh, Second thing we can do is send them the exact price or quantity point that they actually want. Um, so, again, we're not serving them as something that's going to turn them off. We're serving them as something that they actually want. But even after this information alone, uh, as the operator, we still could be leaving money on the table. So this is um, actually one of my favorite examples, because I've seen the results that it has achieved for our operators, um, especially with the 30% increase. Uh, let's say I have a 1,000-person membership, and my team wants to push something that's the same stream. So class packages or personal training. Let's get the personal training in this example. Um, We've identified who wants a personal training, but let's say I have a member called Ian, and he wants a five-pack of PT, but he's never ever gonna want a 10. Olivia, I want a 10, and Mel, uh, she actually has never been interested in personal training. When we're armed with this information, we're able to tailor our communications so that it can improve the outcome for both parties. So in this example, I'm gonna serve Ian the five, and never the 10. I'm gonna serve Olivia the full 10, and Mel, well, now a little bit interested so we're going to serve a free introductory session to try and get her engaged. So we're sending to the correct people and at the correct price point. But with smart automation we take this even one step further. We can send a visual aid which is relevant to that member. So for myself for example on the temp pack I can send an image of female, similar age and gender and look to me um, so that the engagement really resonates. Now with our operator increasing just the first engagement even if the client didn't want that package we're still increasing our memory engagement and that's something that we should never ever take for granted so the great right thing about keeping is as soon as somebody meets this requirement every single second of every single day because the model is constantly refreshing these automations are sent out without you guys actually doing anything about it there is so little in terms of human intervention so you can ensure that it's getting done you can ensure that it's getting done a lot more accurately and you can ensure this getting done for our overall better performance. I hope that I've shown you guys today in my brief talk um, that there is a place for tech in our industry. For a, you know, for a, we've got my zone here today, but um, for an industry that is so obsessed and in love with tracking our own personal workout data, we have managed to install this operationally in terms of our member data. Therefore, you guys already have the foundations you need to move into this predictive world. I tell you now, you don't need an extensive data science team. Unlimited budget, all you need really is your laptop, your data, and obviously PPP. The most valuable resource you guys have moving into an AI optimized world is sat in your clubs, and that is your member data. Now, what I'm excited about in general is not to talk to you about what we are currently doing for our clients, but hopefully if we're here this time next year, to talk to you in the future about what we can do for our clients, as our knowledge and understanding develops every single day. Currently, artificial intelligence is a competitive advantage for operators. Very soon, it will be a competitive necessity to keep up in our industry. Of course, I've only covered a fraction um, of what I could today, and um, me, and myself, and my colleague James will be around all day, so if anybody wants to speak to us, please feel free. Um, but if not, thank you again, Mel, for the opportunity, and to any questions, let me know. Do you have any questions? Is anybody got any questions for Olivia?